get it though. Look, I can do better by myself. I can't take an L from no demon, man. Bless when I needed me some help. Thank heaven I can get these niggas help. Young, black, and rich, I excel. Even when I'm stressed, I excel. If I didn't rap about it, could you tell? On earth, as in heaven, give them hell. What up, though? It's the Eastside Engineer Podcast. And it's your local friendly Eastside mama. Per use, get your notes out, listen in, because we're going to have a fantastic show ahead. But before that, we're going to mention Tech in the City. <laughs> okay, so today's Tech in the City is after hours delivery. It's a black-owned service that helps deliver late-night store runs, food delivery, um, they do liquor runs for you. Um, they hours are from 10 to 6 a.m. And it's black owned. So why not support it? Um, his business is expanding to like Ann Arbor soon. So um, be on the lookout. You can follow them on Instagram at after hours delivery. And, you know, tell them these site engineers sent you if you end up using a service. Okay. I'm super excited because you don't sound like it. <laughs> Back off. I'm super excited because we have my favorite, my favorite engineer, my favorite daughter. Wow. My only daughter. favorite. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite everything. So. Oh, you heard it here first. <laughs> I'm going to let her introduce herself. My favorite mechanical engineer. What up, though? You you know it's your girl. It's like, okay. <laughs> it's Cynthia. Um, Cynthia Turner. Um, I'm a mechanical engineer. Uh, I, that was my major in college, too. I'm a professional nobody. Um, <laughs> Cut that. Right now, I'm playing. I, I do. I have some type of aliases. But I'm the creator of the Eastside Engineering Podcast. Uh and that's really my bio, I guess. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> it's my podcast. <laughs> Interesting. I'm a terrible guest already. <laughs> I, I could add to it, but per use, she don't like me bragging on her. Go ahead, girl. Go Let's ahead. Get it oh, I can Let's do get it, it now. Yeah. Okay, so I can add to your resume. Uh, you fly airplanes. I flew airplanes. Yeah. I mean, you can't afford get, it right I now. I used to but... flew out myself. <laughs> <laughs> you flew me at 15. I, I feel that's impressive. Okay. Okay. Um, there you go. Hit that bell. <laughs> Hit it again. <laughs> <laughs> and again, yes, you say that you're not in your quote-unquote career job, but you know what? You never know that. You might be. All right, Mom. Come okay. So, there you go. <laughs> Boom. So, today, we are throwing questions back at you that you've thrown at all of us. <laughs> so, now you're on the hot, in the hot seat. I am with my feet up. Yes. And the fan on me. <laughs> don't do that. that <laughs> <laughs> don't, do, don't do me. They are up. Oh, wow. <laughs> 
You said it. (laughs) Okay. So first question to me, which is the most important question of this podcast. What inspired you to seek a career in STEAM and how did you go about that? Um, I always say when I, I always take it back to when I was six, um, when I learned about Mae Jemison and space and all that stuff. I <laughs> Bell for Mae Jemison, I'm sorry. That's, that's, that's my, my girl. profile picture. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Never change it. I don't care how old I get. It's going to always be that picture with me and Mae Jemison. <laughs> That's a lot of pressure. (laughs) Period. But anyways, um, that is what inspired me to um, strive to or try to figure out how to become an astronaut. So I was like, my end goal is astronaut. So what do I have to do in the in-between? So from there, you know, picked out a school that taught people how to fly planes. So I did that in high school. Then when college came... I don't know. I feel like I started to do it in the Jeremy Bearme like route. Like the world just started going on a different <laughs> timeline. <laughs> it wasn't linear. It was kind of zigzag all over, all over the place. The place. Mm. So um, sounds like life. That thing you don't like to hear. It's about. not linear at all. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just looking at the sky kind of inspired me to go into uh, the STEM field. And then as life went on things that kept me going, which is a different question I'll answer later. Yes. I'm getting ahead of the podcast. Yeah, don't get ahead of yourself. <laughs> Sometimes that is one of your characteristics. Okay, this is not a therapy. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> moving on. So you gave us your information about how you got into STEAM and what inspired you, but how do you feel that's relevant to your community? What What are some of the things in the community that, you know, you're adding to the pipeline, to close the pipeline? Um, So that's a two-part question, actually. Really, it's relevant to my community because I'm from Detroit, from the east side. Hit the bell. (laughs) (laughs) East side? (laughs) She's too much. Hey, you invited. I did. (laughs) You know what you were getting into. Oh my God. Her use. Here we go. You didn't even know what that was two days ago. <laughs> but I know now. She's like, per usual? <laughs> yes, per usual. Yes, use. I got technical. Okay. Okay, back to your question, host, <laughs> is um, it's, I'm from Detroit. So Detroit has been like an engineering hub for decades, like forever. Like, we were the first place to have like a assembly line and just. It's always been something that's a part of my life. So I've never been away from engineering. So <laughs> I always find it uh, interesting that people that's from here don't see themselves as engineers or technical people or people that can go into STEAM because it's like, that's like our life. That's like our way of life. I've seen too many hood, quote unquote, hood engineers. And I don't know, like, I just feel like STEAM is the way of Detroit, like the motor city. The like, way of Detroit, the way of everyday life. Everyday life. That that's just us. It's in a it's heavily um automotive or not to call it mobility because it's not it's more than just cars, but yeah, that's I feel like it's just ingrained in my community and we just need to embrace it and see ourselves represented in this STEM field or whatever. And the way that I help close the pipeline 
Well, first and foremost, I used to do it with, well, still, I don't know. I don't know where I'm at with this membership, but <laughs> with, with the National Society of Black Engineers, talk about them yes. all the time. Shout out to Nesby. Um, I used to help with doing uh, conferences, like, regionally, uh, nationally, uh did like workshops and when I was in um, college so I mm-hmm. worked with uh, as a STEM ambassador so I would do workshops or I taught girls how to like the importance of chemical engineering by teaching them how to make their own lip balm and I used to do um, for six weeks over this past summer I taught 10 ki- 10 they don't like to be called kids <laughs> 10 young adults how to uh, program in back end development so I taught them about I introduced them to four programming languages, which is Java, HTML, CSS, and had somebody come in to teach them uh, JavaScript because I don't know <laughs> JavaScript. But, um, yeah, that is ways that I, like, go out of my way to make sure, like, the kids behind me um, see themselves in this, these fields and see open their eyes to the world around them, like, you are growing up and you're surrounded around people in these fields. So don't feel like, you know, I didn't see myself, so I don't see myself going into it. It's like, that's a lie. That's true. <laughs> and that, that goes back to the old saying and that's relevant today. It, and that's reach one, teach one, teach one, reach one. Yeah. And I, I don't want to just focus on kids, too. And that's kind of why I started my podcast, because... Um, a lot of people, like in the last episode, my last guest talked about how people um, kind of don't focus on. Af- they don't kind of they kind of don't focus on you after you're in the pipeline. Right. Like they want to close the pipeline, but there's no quality control within the pipeline. Correct. So mm-hmm. it's like now you in here, young young. Like, right. It's Just like drop oh, you off. Hey, and zoom off. You told me to come down this route. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't like, know what I'm doing. What's the next? Like step? am I supposed to go in circles down the pipe? Am I supposed to go straight? Am I supposed to walk on the side? Like what's going on? Am I supposed to stop here and fix on this part? Like what's good? So. Um, that's why I kind of started the podcast too, to kind of help people and people like me who may have felt lost or like on the zigzag road and trying to figure it out and get to listen to somebody else talk about it. So, and the other thing that you, you didn't add when you were teaching the two, the Correct 10, me. yes, <laughs> the 10, the, well, I mean, it's, it's adding to it. The 10 young people, what was very important and I thought it was very inspiring and great that you did that you not only gave them your face and facilitated teaching them, you know, coding, but you also took them on valuable field trips. Oh, yeah. So they can actually see not only your process, but others. So go a little bit more into that. Oh, yeah. So I took them, um, shout out to my, uh, East, what is it, Eastside Community Network kids. They, uh, not kids, I'm sorry, y'all. Hit the bell for like, Eastside Community Network. Eastside Community Network, <laughs> y'all. But the young adults there, they went on two field trips. One was to StockX, so shout out to Kev, who helped uh, give them the experience. Not a t- He doesn't do tours, he does experiences. Amen. And, be- um, <laughs> bell, bell, bell for the <laughs> Bell with the cat and experiences. <laughs> so we uh, went on a tour there. Was experience, pardon me. And um, at the end of their experience, they got to speak with Renee, who has also been on the podcast, and Brittany, who's also on the podcast. 
Um, and they got to talk to them and give them insight on what their day-to-day life was or how they got to that point in their life to work at a StockX. And a lot of the young adults were just shocked at the fact that this company had started three years ago, and now it's a billion-dollar um, company. And, you know... Important for them to see. It's important for them to see that because mm-hmm. they're like... Um, it was a couple of them who was like, wow, I have ideas like this. And in three years, it can be a billion-dollar mm-hmm. company. Like, yes. The possibility. That's what this is. And, like, you can do this. Like, you can start a program that can end up... Taking off. Taking off and, like, changing your whole family's trajectory or just your community's trajectory in, like, three short years. So... Like, stay focused, and you can do this or whatever. So their second um, trip was to Tech Town, and they had the opportunity to think of or plan out a business using Lean Canvas. Canva? I don't know how to say it. But okay, we didn't shout out Tech Town. Tech Town. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to give you the bill. <laughs> no, don't do that. Bill crazy today. <laughs> okay, you got to give shout outs to people that support you. Don't give you no air horn. Anyways, <laughs> so yeah, so Tech Town they had the opportunity to think about the business side of uh, their technology, which was pretty dope because like um, one of the groups really, really got into it, and um, they were able to present in front of like uh, the the pitch class because they have like a program like an intern not mm-hmm. an internship but it's some type of program where they have people come in and do like pitches for business and they do that for okay. six weeks to build like a viable business and they got to pitch their business in front of them and like really got some valuable feedback and three of the uh young adults had <laughs> really young people, young people <laughs> had uh got their idea together i guess you could say I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. But they um, just really took into it and like started to build a website for it and getting the idea together, which I thought was like super dope. Just to see them like really get into get it, get that inspiration. Yeah, like to mm-hmm. see like, oh, this is what I gotta do. Like right. I thought this was way harder. Connecting like connecting the dots. Yeah, with it's that just experience. Really, really exciting. And then um, also the adults that came on the trip enjoyed it See? they were like oh my god you did so well and I'm confirmation like, i was really just trying to be the person that i wanted when i was coming up like so now piggybacking off at what you just said be the person that when you were coming up that's great to know and great to show so going back to that time what would you tell your 14 year old self now 14-year-old Cynthia. Ooh, Lord. Mm. I would tell her, girl, <laughs> relax. Ooh. <laughs> Chill out, sis. Boom. Chill out. <laughs> Got to do the bell now twice on to, that one. I'm about to revoke your bell privileges. <laughs> you always do. Nothing new. <laughs> yeah, so um, 14-year-old Cynthia. She was mm-hmm. going into high school. Um. She's learning how to fly planes. Uh, I would just tell her, I don't know. I wouldn't say be more disciplined, but I would say in a way, like challenge myself, challenge yourself more because it was so easy. Like the most challenging thing I had at the time was flying planes. That's because I didn't know like black people or black kids flew planes. 
I kind of think that's enough. <laughs> but nothing else at the time was like nothing at the nothing else at the time to me was complex. Like it was just everything else just came so easily. Like it was like school was born outside of flying planes to me. Cuz I'm like I know all this stuff. I can write a paper, I can do the math, I can do the history, the social studies. Like that stuff was so easy to me like the science. It was like, okay, this is boring. But the hardest thing to me at the time was the flying planes and, like, getting un- all the understanding and the rules and all that stuff. But, yeah, I would just say kind of challenge yourself more in other areas. Like, instead of just letting it be boring, just find more ways to... Um, channel channel that boredom. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, that. And I would tell her, like, look, sis, you're not going to be who you think you are. <laughs> When you get here, like, look, everything happens for a reason, but... And maybe this is easy, but college won't be. Like, look, girl, you're not going to have kids by 25. <laughs> Just let you know that. You ain't going to want them. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> so, so piggybacking, I'm doing this piggyback. Off of that 14-year-old question to yourself, mm-hmm. what would you tell 14-year-olds today? Because it's totally different now. I would tell them to start programming. <laughs> That's really what I would tell them to do. Like, get on the internet, find a free website, and start learning programming. I know that's not for everybody, but still, it's something. Even if you, like, design pages, like, it's just to... To get the connection. Yeah, just to get the skill, the, the logic or whatever. But um, also, the same thing I told myself, honestly. I would... That's what I told the younger dogs that I had. They were 15 to 18. Like, challenge yourself. Um, just because somebody don't expect much from you, don't let that be your standard. Like, exactly. yeah. Like, my, I set my don't standards. Don't let that define you. Don't let that define you. Because, like, my, in the program that I did over the summer, like, my expectations were extremely high for them because I know they could achieve it. Right. And then I, and still then, not to say that the other ones didn't, but I still had five that went above and beyond right. my high expectations. Good. Like, the other ones met the high expectations, but there were others who went beyond that. And I'm like, look at what you've done in six weeks that, you know, imagine where you will be in another two months, right. in a year, in two years. Like, that's something huge you have to look at. Like, the progress from one week to the next to the next you went from knowing nothing about programming, mm-hmm. never knew what Eclipse was, didn't even know Java outside of coffee, and now you're building programs. You just built a website in a week. Right. So it's like these things you have to like take into account, just you know, realize who you are, and like that's who you are today. It's not like, oh, when I turn this age, this that's who I'm going to be. Like, right. no, you're that person now. That You're that person now, and then also... Those are the stepping stones to your quote-unquote goals. That's what I'll tell them. I'll tell them Mm -hmm. you are who you are today. Today. Like, it may not be, like, a lot of people like to use them, but, like, Michelle Obama was was Michelle Obama at three years old. Right. She didn't become Michelle Obama. Well, she had her other last name. Of course, she wasn't Michelle Obama. Right. Whatever. Like, (laughs) she was who she was. The day she came into this world. And it's just like you have to be comfortable in that and be that person and realize 
like that's who you are and not try to change and occupy somebody else's space. Exactly, because no one reps you better than you. Period. And you are your foundation. And your foundation helps build the stepping stones towards your goals. I was hired to be me. Thank and you. And I'm about to excel at being me. And you the CEO of you. Of me. Of you. Dean. There you Dean. go. Dean. Miss Bell. <laughs> I was in the middle of my sentence. You know, I can't do the bailing. Yeah, bail I see you. I see you. <laughs> so speaking of goals, what are your goals? And we usually go at increments of three, five, and ten years. So this what is are your my goals? own question, and I don't even like it. Uh, <laughs> wow. How? Well, I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't. I always attach my goals to age, and that's why I had a quarter-life crisis. <laughs> Quarter life. <laughs> I attach so much You've to age. Just begun. Oh, okay. Look, when I hit twenty five, I was like, I don't know what to do now. Like, nothing is where it's supposed to be by age twenty five. So let me not base off age. So in three years, I would like to be. No, I will be. There you go. Boom. <laughs> I will be. <laughs> Um, shout out to the will be right <laughs> to the will be definitive. Uh, what am I about to say? I keep losing my train of thought. That's see, I'm, three a, ter- years. I'm a terrible guy, I'm a terrible guest. Three years, um, you will be in three years. I will be in a, some, I will be in a lead role as an engineer. Um, preferably working on leading like cutting edge technology or like the. I want to be like on the front edge of technology in general when in terms of engineering. So if that means like data science or prototyping, like creating something for the world, like in the front lines, in the beginning stages, that's where. For creativity. For creativity. I will be there <laughs> uh, five years. I would like, well, I will have the Eastside engineer as like, a household name. That's me. Hey, I'm dinging the bell for that. That's huge. you. Better take this bell because <laughs> I'm dinging this bell. Because I'm, <laughs> I can see the, the impact that it has. Yes. And how many people have reached out to me, just off of the six months that I've been doing this. And so it's global. It's global, which is weird. But <laughs> shout out to you all. Shout out to global. Shout out to global. <laughs> um, in 10 years, I will be ruling the world. Um, <laughs> I, I shout out for that. What are we doing today, Pinky? What do we do every day? <laughs> Pinky in the brain. I, I love that. Um, in 10 years, I definitely want to... Um, I would definitely have the Eastside engineer like as a full standalone thing, um, standalone business. Even if that means like just doing workshops or speaking engagements or a mentorship program, a scholarship, all right, whatever, in ten years, and also like still creating in the engineering space, like uh, being innovative, being innovative, inventing. Uh, changing technology that we have now to be better, um, making it more accessible and not just like for the privilege, like even people who are like aging and haven't been around technology or not used to technology, helping them get an access like. Like us older people like myself. 
You you can text. You know how to text. So I, feel I keep like, up. Thanks yeah. to you and others. I, you I got a Twitter. Up. You be liking my tweets. I'm like, let me block her from my other page. <laughs> it's ratchet. It is. The ratchet is not even the word. <laughs> just no. <laughs> Yeah, I'll stay on this side of the tweets. I ain't gonna block you. I'm like, you can see it because I mean, I say what I say. Yes, you do in real Lord, life. So. Lord help my my heart in ears, in ears. But yeah, that's those are my goals. Those are some big goals. But yes, you can achieve them. I will. I have no doubt. So, so we're gonna digress back to uh, school. Oh. I know. I'm sorry to take you through that trauma. Triggered. I know. Triggered. <laughs> Boom. Shout out to all the people that just started college. Yes, we're we're praying for you to have a very safe and productive safe, not just school yes. year. Yes, safe big look. Big bell. Big bell for safe. <laughs> uh and productive not just school year but college experience. Yeah, development. And uh, yeah, development. So taking you back and triggering you back to school. Unfortunately, my you know, my apologies up front. <laughs> I have a two-sided question. One, what were were your favorite snacks during, you know, school when you were studying? And your favorite music? Oh, my favorite music. When I first went to college, I had a cultural shock. And I <laughs> just... <laughs> Can you elaborate on that? <laughs> Can you elaborate so, on that? At the time, Detroit was like eighty percent of where all the black people in Michigan stayed. So like it was super black. Everything was black when I was like coming up throughout high school. So all I really knew was black people and like Right, but you were exposed. I to was other exposed, but like my day to day was very black. And mm-hmm. I'm not there's nothing wrong with them. Unapologetically, Unapologetically black. black. It was okay. My mm-hmm. teachers was black. My principal was black. Right. Like, the grocery store people was black. Everything was black. So, when I went to college, I started to... I was immersed into an environment where not everybody was black. Uh, and we're not naming any names. <laughs> no, but... However, the zoo. Um, <laughs> the zoo. I'm scared. Okay. I'm just... It was, okay. a, it was an experience... Uh, I realized that we're not in a post-racial society (laughs) and just experienced a lot of things that just made me look at the world completely different. Um, So even though you had warnings, it's still nothing like the actual experience. Yeah. So So, that I say that to say this, I listened to, that's when I got into like my trap music vibe. Like that's when I started like really indulging in like, the blackest of blackest music, like because that's us all I had at the time to like feel like I was back in my environment, which I wasn't in the trap environment, but it was just like super black. So it's like I was trying to go to anything that was like give you that connection to give me that feeling, you and know, comfort, which I am nowhere near. <laughs> Look, I'm college educated and hood affiliated. Not, I'm not like in it. But uh, not submerged. I'm not at all. <laughs> I call you know, most people call me hood adjacent. Like I'm in okay. the east side, but <laughs> I'm in, in the, the east side. Right. But um, you're up the east side. I'm up the east side. 
<laughs> but anyways, um, so that's back then I listened to a lot of trap music, and then later on when I started to program, like really good production, like something with really good beats, talking about pushing dough and stuff. But it helps me code because it's like mm. in my mind, the dough is the program, and I'm pushing it to work. Okay, <laughs> so we have taken a turn. And we're going to um, move on. No, I got to say my <laughs> snacks. But no, that's, that was my music. Like, I like to listen to, like, a lot of rap. Um, I like to listen to a lot of Detroit artists now, like Sada Baby. Oh, my God. Sada Baby is, like, it, it just gets my spirit going. Like, right. just the disrespect that he has in his lyrics. Right, I right. love it. It's Sada, right. Sada from the east side. Okay. It's the east side, ain't it? I gave the bill. I gave the bill for Sada Baby. Um, so... And I listen to some R&B, but that's, like, when I want to feel, like, soft. But I'm not a soft person. I'm, no. Um, mm. Can you elaborate on that? No. No, <laughs> no host. You said, Mama, I cannot. But my, my snacks, <laughs> unlike my guests, I did not eat a lot of hot Cheetos. Um, I like sweets. Um, I do like chips. Like, I like better made chips. I like... Uh, Barbecue better made chips. I love those so much. If you ever see me, give me some barbecue better made chips. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, being from Michigan, I love cider uh, cider meal. So oh, I used to love we, the We donut. missed the opening, I think. We, we got to get I know there. we do got to go. Yeah. They just opened. Somebody posted it on IG. And the bees are active, but I'll be there. Hey, we just going there for the donuts. We ain't staying <laughs> for the scene. <laughs> We go for the treats. Right. But because our school was very close to the Franklin Cider Mill, so I would go out there and get donuts and cider. Bell for the Franklin Cider Mill. Right. Without the East Side Mama knowing. Sometimes I had it without her. Um, she found out today. Okay. Um, and this interview has taken a turn for the worst. Okay. I'm going to leave my horns in. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to leave my horns in. Okay. Thank go ahead. God is a witness here. Because. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I used to eat sweets, and yeah, that was a rest. Comfort snacks. food. Comfort food. Thank God for comfort food. Bail for the comfort food. Y'all, <laughs> somebody come get her. Okay, so now that I have created stress and triggered you, <laughs> uh, back to school. How did you handle stress in school? I did not. Oh, yeah, I'm a witness. I just had she to ask just had to she <laughs> just had to be like I know that's why I asked. <laughs> oh my goodness, who can I answer this question? I did not. No, I actually. <laughs> she cut me out quick. No, <laughs> uh, no, I didn't. I had no. I had no good coping coping mechanisms. Oh. I did not develop them until post graduation. Um, yeah, so sleep was the way I handled stress. Yes. I would go to sleep. I would... <laughs> Drive the east side mama crazy. Okay, look, let's not... You know what? I should have <laughs> asked you about your school stuff when you was on here, because, <laughs> look, we can go. You actually did. You have to rewind the tape. All right. I'm going to put in, put in your clip. Never mind. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So, yeah, I used to just sleep. Sleep was... The way that I tried to avoid all my issues. Um, like most people, when I first went to college, it was drinking. That didn't work. <laughs> that didn't work quick. <laughs> Found that out real quick. That wasn't my jam. Um, 
So yeah, well, at least you figured it out. I figured it out real quick. Yeah, I didn't, it didn't take me three years to find out. It took me once, and I was like, okay, <laughs> this is not it. <laughs> I don't know how y'all do it every day, but uh, yeah. So I used to sleep a lot. Uh, I used to watch a lot of TV. Like I love, I love binge watching. Like I think I was a binge watcher before it became like a thing mm-hmm. because of YouTube. I used to watch a lot of YouTube series. Um, What's your favorite show? My oh, <laughs> Frasier. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I love Frasier. I think that's her therapy now. It is. That's her way of coping. You know why? Now because handling stress. he is a therapist. Uh, uh, He's yeah. listening. That's how I should have <laughs> opened up my podcast. Like I'm listening. No, that's weird. <laughs> I'm not a therapist. It is weird, but but yes, um, that's my therapy because I can't afford a therapist. Um, uh, okay, <laughs> I watch Frasier. Um. Yeah, so now that I'm post-graduation, um, I cope through, my coping mechanisms now are like writing down intentions, which can sound like hippy-dippy, but it's not actually okay. hippy-dippy at all. It's very So being per- intentionally intentional. Yes. That, intentional. There you <laughs> go. For the fourth time. Um, <laughs> writing things down, like, if I have a thought or if I want to accomplish something, like, writing it down on paper um, so you can have something to look at, something to look back on to keep track. Uh, another thing that I've gotten back into is swimming. Like, I hate exercise, but finding exercise that you enjoy. Mm-hmm, that works So, for you. swimming is my thing, especially since I don't have hair. Well, I do have hair, but I don't have a lot of hair. But so swimming is a lot easier for me to do. Um, it relieves a lot of stress, makes me feel good because I've gotten a lot better at doing it. And um, being more expressive with the people, and being more honest, let me say that, being more honest with the people that are around me and my support system because, like, when people ask me, how are you, I used to just lie and say I'm good. Right. Um, so now I'm feeling I'm about, I feel like I'm about to cry. <laughs> <laughs> Too many people do that. Yeah, but now I like actually if you know me if you, and you've asked me how are you, how you doing, sometimes I pause and I think and I say, um, well, I'm good actually. Because um, I'm actually like going over my how I've been feeling that day or that week and actually honestly answer so people around me can know because like, depression or anxiety or whatever can look so many different ways and yes. then like something drastic happening like we never even knew like i didn't have a clue i didn't have a clue and it's like well that's because some people most people try to hide it and you yes. don't know but i being older and like not as stressed as i used to be um i just decided to be more honest and being upfront and frank with people, like if I'm doing bad, like hey, hey, I'm, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm not good. And My what's most is- important is that you're being honest with yourself. Yeah, I'd be like I'm here, right? Like, I'm, I'm present. That's the best thing I got as going mili- on. As the military say, I'm present and accounted for. That's 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 all I got right now. I can say, look, I woke up today. There you go. That's that's my number that's a one start. blessing. That's a good start. <laughs> that's all I got. But yeah, college, yeah, college definitely brought out the the realness uh, the, of yourself. I won't say the realness, but it brought out my real insecurities. Let me okay. say that because okay. that like 
I had them in high school, but since I it was so easy for me, I didn't really pay them any mind. Mm-hmm. So it found like the holes in my confidence. That's why I feel like college did because it, it applied so much pressure to me that like the little holes or voids that I had were very present throughout my college years because it was like whoa. Stuff started squeezing out of places I didn't know. Right, <laughs> right. But you know what I find at at my point in my fifty eight years so far in my life that ding to fifty eight years, ding to fifty. Hallelujah, I ding it too. <laughs> is that life presents itself like that? Period. Throughout time and over time, and it's going to hit you in different periods of your life. We mm-hmm. had this conversation the other day about. It usually happens, not necessarily, but at, you know, milestone ages, Mm -hmm. you know, the 30s, 40s. But life presents itself like that. And it actually is really, it should be all the time. It's not for everyone, but it should be a way of self-motivation to to move you progressively through life. Endure the process. Exactly. Endure the process and... You you find yourself trying to learn life lessons, but if you find yourself repeatedly keep being presented with the same issues, yeah, you gotta, you gotta then that means you, you didn't learn. The, yeah, you gotta, you pull, gotta over pull over and learn the lesson <laughs> because you're not why learning the keep, lesson. Why am I still on it, this on ramp? <laughs> and that's because you haven't learned the lesson. A wise woman told me you're being repeatedly presented with something uh, the same issue because you haven't learned a lesson so you have to pull yourself over and 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 if you have to self-teach yourself or seek teachers sometimes the lesson is just learning to embrace whatever that situation is true because it may just be a part of your life that you have to work through yeah like because i feel like in college my college years i kept being faced with rejection and I just, re- like, ran from that, like, just, some like, uh, what do they call it, suppress my emotions or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then when I got out of college, that's when I realized, like, oh, maybe I just need to embrace this, that rejection is a part of life. It's okay. It, uh, people people get rejected. Like, it's a thing. Rejection is a part of life. Um, yeah. That's what kept me, and it kind of, like, started to keep me from doing a lot of things. Like, I almost didn't start my podcast because I would be like, oh, this network ain't going to want my podcast on a network. These people ain't going to like <laughs> me. Like, that was literally, like, my thought process for a lot of stuff. Like, these people are not going to like me. These people are not going to listen to me. Like, right. that was, like, something I had to learn to embrace. But, like, now I'm a lot better at it. And I'm like, well, if they reject me, they lost, period. Exactly. And then also you learn from that process that, don't shoot yourself in the foot. Yeah. You know, other people is going to do that enough. Like when people used to tell me all the time, the worst thing they could tell you is no. I'm like, girl, yeah. I don't want to hear that. that yeah. is, and I used to tell you that often and you used to get so upset with me. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> telling I don't want to hear that. That's, reality. that's the point. That's that, what I'm saying. I don't want to do it. Yeah. But look at you now. Yeah, look so you looking now. at you now, <laughs> I, you know, you know, that was a leading statement. Looking at you now. Of all the things you have been involved with in, in your successes and, and, and failures, what do you feel is the best projects that you've worked on Ooh. that gave you the most fulfillment and, you know, that you feel is positive about? Mine is uh, very recent, very uh, now-ish. <laughs> <laughs> it's two. Um, I would say like the most fulfilling thing 
that was shocking to me to mm. be fulfilling was um, yeah. it was <laughs> was the program at ECN working with the young adults and teaching them how to program. I really never saw myself as a teacher because mm-hmm. I used to only do like day programs, like a couple of hours and I'm out. I am back here to see the results. Like right. this is all I had to say. I'm resisted that teaching. I'm out. Like yeah. <laughs> don't come. Don't call me afterwards. I don't care. Blah blah blah. Type of person. <laughs> but being able to sit there and like watch their progress week by week was very fulfilling. And like wow. Like maybe I am good at this. Or you know, seeing them see they making them see they're good at this. And you know, it was like a filling each other's cup type of thing. Like, watching them grow made me grow. And it was just like, oh, wow, this is great. So that was, like, one of the one of my favorite projects I ever worked on. It's not really a project, but it was a job. Whatever. Right. But um, the second is this podcast. Like, I, I don't want to keep saying this. Ding but... to that project. <laughs> Ding to the podcast. Because <laughs> it's like, I really... And, and I say this so much because it's so real. Like, I legit thought nobody would listen to this like mm-hmm. i thought it would go out into the universe the the internet and people would be like girl cut this off i thought i would just get a bunch <laughs> of comments like this better be your last episode like, i really oh, thought it was gonna be that bad because i'm like i listen to oh, so Lord. many podcasts but the podcasts that i listen to are you know three four five years old right and people came from other backgrounds or they already have following so mm-hmm. I'm like, nobody from Detroit going to care what I got to say. Don't nobody know who I am. And it. But look at you now. Like 2,000 <laughs> listens in six months, I think is huge for somebody who like just popped up on the SoundCloud like so many other people. I just, and to have like the reach as far as it was the different countries and different cities and people who hit me up on IG or Twitter. It's just like, wow, I never saw this happening for myself. Right. I love talking, but of course not in for the internet. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't know if someone's really listening. Yeah, right. like they're, I mean, like, yeah, I have a Twitter that I tweet on, but it's like the, my picture's not on there. Nobody don't know it's really right. me. <laughs> you know? They know this is you. They know this is me. So, yeah, that's. Those are my two favorite projects I ever worked on. Well, no, I ain't going to say Nesby. Sorry, you did Nesby. a great job. I did it. Yes, I did a great, you guys fantastic did a fun, job. You guys did it. Detroit Nesby Committee. We did a fantastic job. Fantabulous. We got With the it. highest attendance. Okay. I'm yeah, just saying. we did to date. I was the Life. East Side Mama helping. <laughs> <laughs> that convention was whew, I'm still triggered That's I, all right. I still haven't been back to Cobalt <laughs> It's no longer TCF Bank There you go Convention Center Now So we're going to ask you this question If you Were not an engineer What would you be? A stripper I'm kidding. Okay. I'm like, <laughs> I would be honestly. Strippers I might have that earn a living too. But hey, uh, nothing wrong with sex workers. I just can't live in my house. You just gotta be <laughs> of age because I inspired you. All right, nothing wrong okay. with sex work. <laughs> you know, as long as you of age and you know legal. Um, I would say I would be. Um, I am an artist. Uh, what would I be full time? I don't know. 
I probably would have went more into dance or been like a swimmer or something. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would either be, which is funny because I'm not athletic at all. I would probably either be like an athlete or I would be. Um, well, dancing is athletic. Dance, yeah, yeah, it is. It's artistic and athletic. Yeah, I would probably go into some type of entertainment or something, which I still technically do, but not really. Yes. I don't know. I'd have no idea. <laughs> I literally have no idea because you want to know why I have no idea what I would be if I wasn't an engineer? Because that's all you ever thought. That's you all know? I've ever yeah. thought about. And wanted like, to be. I can see that's that. That's all I, I ever wanted to be because, like, the times where I would throughout college and like I would come to you crying and feeling like I can't do it <laughs> and you would ask me like well you know you don't have to do this so like there's other things you can do and I will honestly be like I have no idea no and you would also say that's when I knew and it really hit me that you really wanted to do this because you say there's nothing else I want to do or be. Yeah, like I don't. So then I that's know. when I told you, just do it. Yeah. Just do it. Stop stressing yourself out. You, you, your worst enemy. Stop stressing yourself <laughs> out. Shout out but, to me hating on me. Yeah. No, I'm not <laughs> dinging the bell for that. I had to catch myself. <laughs> I had to catch myself. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah. With your teary eyed self. I am. My because eyes are I, watering. That like, right what? that there let me know that evoked that strong response that that's really who you are meant to be. Yeah. So if I wasn't an engineer, I'd be an engineer. <laughs> there you go. That's your answer. Know. And that is your honest answer. Yeah, so, I don't I can't think of nothing else. So this will not be difficult though. This question would not be difficult. So what are some of your non steam activities or hobbies? Talking shit. Um Oop. probably I don't necessarily know if that's not part of <laughs> the engineering part because a lot of engineers I know oh, yeah. talk ish. Shout out to Megan the Stallion. Um Okay. <laughs> Bill was kind of weak. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, swimming, I've said a million times. Yes. Uh, yeah, swimming. Okay, we'll take that. Yeah, because the rest is I'm my mind is like all this other stuff is STEM related, <laughs> right? So <laughs> swimming. It, oh yeah, we, I roller skate. Oh yeah, you do. I that. roller skate. I uh. You know, shout out to uh, Skateland and Northland. And you know what? I'm going to be a super nerd. Go ahead. And technical because if you break it down, swimming and roller it skating. It is. is. And I was trying not to be that person. I <laughs> was trying not to be, you I'm know. I was going to say because it's the theme is everyday life. I'm yeah, sorry. It is. I always preach that. Uh, it just is what it is. <laughs> I'm a super nerd. <laughs> I wonder where you get it from. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So what goal have you actually accomplished that you thought you would never, ever accomplish? You didn't even see yourself accomplishing. Graduating. <laughs> Keep it real. <laughs> ding, ding. The day I graduated was my 26th birthday. Yes. Like, the I finished my exam, my final exam on December, <laughs> December 19th. At midnight was my birthday. The next, like, I was sitting at a bar looking like, 
I'm an engineer. <laughs> like, I finished. I'm done. It's over. Like, and like it was to so the fun. point that you couldn't even really enjoy I it. I could not enjoy it. And I, was, I like, was so upset because I, like, I was just over the top excited. And it's crazy because the people and at the you bar, my joy. Like, I'm I'm sorry to kill your joy. <laughs> my I'm bad like, for my accomplishment. I'm like, hey, that was my turn, <laughs> boo. I don't know what you're talking about, boom. But yeah, I. <laughs> it was so funny because everybody else was so excited for me and like. Even the bartenders was like giving me drinks and stuff, and I'm like, yeah, I'm done. I think but you were just like kind of in shock. I really so I kind of forgave you because that I had one class. <laughs> I ain't, I'm gonna tell you all right now. I was which, like, which class is that? Smechatronics, bro. <laughs> I was like, no, nah, I the engineer named for me two weeks out. <laughs> not for, but not for me. For me, cause. Lord, what is this class? What is this class? And why is it coming at the end of the day? Like, the end. And then all my classes were like... to throw you off your square. All my classes was group-based, and I was always the only woman or only black woman. I'm like... To mess up your confidence. (laughs) I'm like, Lord. You had Swiss cheese for confidence. I was literally... All the hoes were exposed. All of the hoes. All of them. Like, it was a lot. But yeah, graduating... Graduating was... Something that felt so far, and like everyone's like, "Oh, it'll fly by." Tell me when, because <laughs> like, somebody got me. I'm on, not on that flight. Somebody got me on slow mo. The play is not on regular speed. You on the spirit flight? I'm not even on spirit. We on frontier, okay? <laughs> no, on the crop duster. <laughs> okay. Spreading the pesticide. Look, I ain't even gonna insult single engine plane pilots because I was oh, one. Man. But yes. Oh man, my lord, it was whew, graduating. Okay, but guess what? Look at you now. I'm here. Look at you now. So, on that point, what inspires you to keep going? My mom. Oh, she... (laughs) Whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) She's trying to make me cry. She's trying to make my nose red. Honestly, yeah. Like, then it boils down to it. The things that keep me going is literally, like, my family. Mainly my mom, because like I'll think about y'all. I'm crying on my own podcast. I know this is ridiculous. Who <laughs> am I? Um, yeah. So it must be that East Side Mama effect. I don't know what it is. My <laughs> eyes are leaking like a faucet. Um, I would sit there and think about things like when I'm really, really going through it. I would just think like my mom did so much for me to be great. I have no option but to be great. So I just think about all the things she went through to make sure, like, I got to school. I got the, you know, best calculator, best laptop, make sure they, like, we had food on the table. I was, like, got homework, got help or whatever. It was there for me even when she was going through it. So it was, like, those kind of things is what keep me going um, on the main level, like, bottom bottom line. But other things, too, outside of that is um, – just seeing like impact on the world. So when I do things and like see the results or like understand like the power of what I'm doing, uh, keeps me going. Like, uh, I'm not just 
some dust in okay, the world. Okay, now you, you messing up because you're making me cry because you're crying. You're super okay, emotional. <laughs> we're getting close to the end of this because we about to wrap this up because you messing up. That was a, yeah. So, like, I'm actually an important part of the world, so that helps me. I don't mind making y'all cry. This is too much. <laughs> this is a bad idea. So, we're about to wrap this up with this last question. Too much. <laughs> Oh, my God. Like, real tears. Okay. <laughs> what is the secret to your success? Tenacity. I think that's how you say it. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's what I think. Tenacity and perseverance. Yes. Like, mm, I'm definitely a person that is determined and don't let things, like, I do let things stop me, but like I, when I get that kick in the butt or had that conversation with myself, like I don't stop. Like when <laughs> just a couple weeks ago, when my mom was doing a sewing class and the sewing machines went down, I'm like, <laughs> oh I'm my. about to fix this sewing she machine. Was my superstar <laughs> mechanical engineer. Like, I got kind of scared. My mom and I about to be here with broke sewing machines, <laughs> so I'm about to fix these sewing machines, like. I kind of got Find scared. It. She pulled it apart. Five hundred plus dollar. I did. Machines. I definitely <laughs> did pull it apart like it was one of my toys. Um, that and um, being, I consider myself, even though I don't necessarily have like a professional title, but I consider myself an innovator because. Um, Ding for the innovator again. That's that word again. Yeah, like the secret to my success is tenacity and being innovative because I may not have like a full-time role but I am doing something that's impactful in this world with my podcast and working with the youth and all this stuff so you know being able to change is um really huge in the world and like just being a human being and things not being exactly what you thought they were and making that change to still move forward it may not be the exact road you was on like you may have been driving down East Warren, but you know the traffic got thick, so you swer- like swerved off and went on to another street like Mac. So yeah. <laughs> it's called detours. Detours. But the point is, of a detour, you still eventually get to your destination, yeah, you and that's what you changed it up. That is what is important to make it to your destination. It's sometimes it's not important of how you get there. It's not when you get there. It's how, how you, you get there. Yeah. That's right, and how you got there, and never forgetting the route to back home because at home there's always love. I'm not crying no more, Cheryl. I'm just saying at home <laughs> you 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 have to know at home there's always love and direction and sometimes correction because um sometimes that keeps us grounded and focused. And we're gonna wrap this up but <laughs> I just need you to know continue to be the CEO of you. I think this was a great podcast. I well I not think I know it was. And I think you're great. Oh, and you I need to my you podcast? Oh, I listened to I binge listened to him <laughs> actually. And 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 I I need you to know your greatness because when the world tell you you're not great, if you know you are, nothing else matters. Period. Period. Ding. <laughs> And we're going to sign off on that positive note. Um, Y'all know where to find me. Yes. So you tell them. (laughs) Oh, man. So on IG 
as the Eastside Engineer, not Eastside Engineer because it is a guy who is uh, Eastside Engineer. He's right. like, make sure y'all put the the in there. Right. Um, on Twitter as uh, I don't know, I don't know how to pronounce it, but the E at the end of side and the E in the beginning of Engineer shares the same E because Twitter is a hater and only lets you have fifteen characters for a, a <laughs> name. So, um. Whatever that's East Side Engineer, but the one E is shared between the Engineer and East Side. What about the dollar sign? There's no dollar sign in there. Oh, you can't have a dollar sign in your uh at name. Oh, okay. Your uh, at sign name. But if you type in the East Side Engineer, it should pop up because that's my like name, like title name. Um, you can email me at the East Side Engineer, um, at gmail dot com. Well, it's just East Side Engineer. It'll all be in the description below if I don't make sense. <laughs> well, thank you so much for this opportunity. It was such a pleasure. And now you owe me breakfast. What? Yes. <laughs> and um, we're signing off. <laughs> Love you. Bye. Thank heaven I can get these niggas help. Young, black, and rich, I excel. I excel. Even when I'm stressed, I excel. I excel. If I didn't rap about it, could you tell? tell. On earth as in heaven, give them hell. Mm. Bitch, get, get like me. Bitch, get, get like me.